0: Material discussed in this episode is for mature audiences only. Viewer and listener discretion is advised.
1: Ding ding ding. Hey. Hey, What's Hello up, everybody.
2: Guys. I'm Jay. I'm David.
1: I'm Jordan. I'm Nick. And, and we're, we're brothers unhinged. Fuckers.
0: Hell fucking yeah. You
1: don't learn. What's up, up guys? Is Welcome back, up. hey brothers. Hey, hey, hey,
3: how
0: is it going?
1: It's going great. It's a going. It's a
0: lovely day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful <laughs> day in the neighborhood. Dude.
1: Would you be my neighbor? Fuck yep. yeah, dude. Neighbors, slaunch it. Cheers to Mister Rogers. Slaunch
2: it. Oh. Would you be my neighbor? Go go Ugh. Three thousand. As we get down that to the one,
0: bottom. that one was. Oh. Second wave.
2: Wow. Third wave. <laughs> That's what, what she it, said. I feel, good. You know what it is? As you get down to the bottom of the bottle, it's like super concentrated. I don't know what it is, but that
0: tastes like I can like feel that polish. in the juicer.
1: <laughs> Nick's half <laughs> juice Watermelon has become flavored nail, juice. nail polish. I know. I'm bringing it back, baby. <laughs> three-quarter juice, baby. <laughs> that ass.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. So where we kind of get that slaunch and whatever? Leather jacket guy on Irish people I love trying it. alcohol. Love it. It's it's amazing. I love that guy. He's so funny.
3: Sixty five. Maybe horsepower. on a
0: less packed. Oh episode. yeah, we, we have to share some. On of a that. less packed episode, we'll we'll go ahead and compile some some very f- comedic clips that tickle our fancy. Over the years, <laughs> I, lo- I would
2: love I would love that an episode but about but all man. That stuff. It's
0: so salad funny. fingers. Oh God,
2: candy mountain.
1: Charlie, Charlie and <laughs> the uni- Charlie the unicorn. The magical leopoldon. <laughs> stick my fingers all in. Them. Pancakes! Pancakes! Pancakes. <laughs> Alright. We'll say it. The Blair
2: Thumb! <laughs> spit <laughs> Man! <laughs> oh, oh, spit!
0: spit. <laughs> What's your name? Jish, <laughs> I
3: think.
0: I think that's
1: still Jish? at mom and dad's. It's
2: just a name, yeah. dude. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that's still at mom and dad's. We'll
2: have to get together and watch it. Isn't, isn't that funny? Like we just mentioned that, and see all of this come together. What you
0: hear? I know some people. We kind of come off very loud on our episodes when we start, but this is the magic that made us be like, we should capture this on a podcast. Absolutely, because holy fuck. It's right. amazing.
1: It's been a blast. Holy Santa Claus shit. <laughs> Anyways. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. You
0: want to go do karate in the garage?
1: Yep. yep. <laughs> so, I'd like
0: to welcome everybody part to two. our part two. Part two, two baby. Yeah. Episode, 21. episode 21.
1: Crazy. Thank you, guys. We
0: realized in our last episode that there's just so much stuff when it comes to jobs and work. and take your We gum. had to yep. keep it going. I know you. we, we, we do it for the people. Everybody wants to know about us mm-hmm. and our shenanigans, so we're just going to keep rolling with it. Right. And uh, before we get started and continuing on to this part two, let me go ahead and just turn a little bit of time over to Jay. He's going to give us our uh, sports fact of the the episode. Terry it away, right, Mister Sporty
2: Spice.
0: <laughs> Sporty Spice, perfect. So
2: Sky Scarey. So what I got today is I have the leading tight end. Tony Gonzalez versus the current leading tight end in the league, Travis Kelsey. Um, Swift.
1: All right now. Hey, you Swifties. Travis, Travis Swift. It's all right, right it's now.
2: Travis Swift.
1: I get it right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he takes her last name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not all he takes. <laughs> she probably has a bigger... She probably Take has a big,
0: me She probably church. has a bigger dick than he does. So.
2: <laughs> so, hey, now. So what I got, um, I'm going to talk Again. about like receptions and yards. Um, so Tony Gonzalez in the regular season had 15,127 Yards on a hundred and or 1,325 receptions, including 111 touchdowns. If you include the postseason, he has 15,413 yards with 30 more receptions added and four other touchdowns. That was in 277 games played, so we're talking like 15,400 for his career. Travis Kelsey currently. In the regular season, has 11,328 yards on 907 receptions and 74 touchdowns. If you include the postseason, he's up to, for his career, 12,876 yards on an additional 133 receptions and an additional 16 touchdowns. Dude, he, he went yard. He is—he's <laughs> the current leader in the postseason for receptions, touchdowns, and yards. Travis Kelsey is not Gronk huh? coming in—not Gronk anymore. Wow,
1: he, and pass, this is past Gronk.
2: This is a hundred games less than than Gonzalez. He is only less—he's like twenty-five hundred yards away from passing Tony Gonzalez with a hundred less games played. And he's still
1: not done. He's still young in the game. Right, yeah. he's Wow. Still, he he's, doesn't really get hurt that, very isn't much that either. is crazy? Like, that is crazy. Gronk well, always got hurt. That's gonna, the thing, too. He's
0: going to yeah, end up yeah. being like the the John Stockton stat Dude, of crazy. football because he's still got right. a lot of years to play, and we talked about John Stockton stats not too long ago. Oh, yeah, how for sure. You gave the dynamic on how it has to be done. In order for them to catch up to what he was at,
2: well, you have to also think. Look who his quarterback's been, right? Like he's had a quarterback that is a slinger, so he's going to get so many. He's mm-hmm. if he's, he plays three more years, he's he's passing this dude.
0: Speaking of sports, yeah. it's going to be interesting that a uh, sub-zero temperature game coming up.
1: <laughs> Did you <laughs> yeah. hear what the temperature is supposed to feel like? Well, it, it's going to be with like real two, two degrees. With real Phil is negative twenty-eight, negative twenty-seven is this uh, degrees. Is in Kansas City or Philly? Not Philly. Oh, There's game. Away Which game game is this? It's
0: Miami versus Miami Kansas City. In Kansas That's right. City. So it's in, in Kansas, Kansas City. The city's going to kill them. Right now, they're experiencing some polar vortex. So crazy.
1: Do you remember the wow. year that the ice was on the field? Dude, I um, I've been. Was in it that a Green World. Bay game? So was it a Green Bay yeah, game? Yeah, it's Do you a Green remember Bay that? game.
0: Well, I I lived in Chicago during uh, polar vortex and I didn't work that day, but we had to go and uh, turn on our semi trucks because at those temperatures. Diesel fuel actually turns into jelly. Oh. So you have to go and like add this liquid into the fuel tanks to de jellify. Wow. And uh, my old ass 1994 uh, Freightliner <laughs> was the only one that started, and the newer models all were fucked. And I was like, that's right, bitch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was actually negative, I want to say in the teens. Already, just, and then the wind chill and made it feel like negative 60. Crazy. So I, I, I know what it feels like. And I, I can remember, I had like seven layers on in the house, and then we went out, and I'm like expecting like that scene from, it was the day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. tomorrow I don't know. The, or 2012. 2012. No, it's, it's that one no, where the, day after the tomorrow
2: were the it's the polar vortex, the polar airs day come down the day, day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow, and it like and freezes freeze everything. everything.
0: I was like, "Oh, this isn't too bad." It's but seven or t- ten seconds later, you just feel the cold like penetrate, penetrate. each layer, and all of a sudden oh. you're just like, penetrate. before you even get to the car, <laughs> you're like, "Fuck this!" It was cold, <laughs> and I had to like change my battery um, out there, and I went down to the, like the auto shop that was close to the house we were living. And so I got the, the battery, and I bought a Coke. So I'm out there freezing my ass off, and I've opened my, my Coke. I go, and I take the terminals off, and I pull the battery out, and then I put the new battery in and put the terminals on, and as I'm about to, to tighten, I'm like, I'm thirsty again. In that time frame, my drink had frozen already.
1: That's crazy. Chicago. Yeah. That's nuts, it was It was crazy. Feeling a little... It's Anyways,
0: uh, we're, we're we're taking this so off, but fun. I appreciate you s- sharing the the sports message. Yeah, sporty and, uh, spice. Well, especially
2: as this as this episode comes out, we're right in the middle of the playoffs. So yeah,
0: and yeah, I mean when this actually airs, it's gonna be after. It's gonna Super be Bowl? later on, but it's close to the Super Bowl. It, yeah. It's definitely close, okay. and uh, we are ahead in our content. We do it on purpose, just in case. You know, one of us gets sick or there's an issue. Has knee surgery. Has knee so surgery. So sometimes or our vacation our goes to Thailand. Yeah, sometimes our dates are a little bit fucked and our time frames are off. But we hope that the events that we talk about and we uh, iterate on, you guys can go ahead and uh, realize, even if it's a couple weeks later, it feels saucy. But uh, we like to go ahead and. <laughs> Throw the attention at Nick. He has some things that he's going to go and share. That kind of uh, kick off this builds. episode, it baby. Builds, builds off some of the information that we <laughs> shared on our last episode, and uh, go ahead, Nick.
1: Yeah, last <clears throat> last episode we all talked about mowing lawns with Dad, and there were a few things I wanted to share. We shared some good, bad, um, and ugly stuff but I wanted to share some funny stuff because it was a riot working that job. It really, yeah. you're, you're fucking, a fucking riot! riot. <laughs> I'm a riot. <laughs> Do you remember, so dad would always run his trucks and his cars into the ground, and so we had to push start the truck every single time we Throwing left the Throw in second lawn. gear and <laughs> or compression start that bitch. There's these kids at the gas station pushing this little truck and trailer, you know, getting it push started. Oh, that's I so mean, funny. Man. We had I'll to give push you start a
2: dollar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I don't have any change. Bye. 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 Tonight. Some, here's some chicken nuggets. <laughs> Dude. Hey, that was that was My tender. My tender. How, uh, how tender was your day? How many, how many chicken nuggets was your day's worth? Six piece. Six <laughs>
1: piece. Small fry. Uh, do you remember all the times dad has driven off with the blower on the trailer? <laughs> he, I, he can't, dra- I can't. can't he tr- drags the blower. You hear dad. <laughs> uh, Damn it, <laughs> shit. <laughs> he leaves
2: it on like back when the, the truck's wait, with the toolbox. Wait. And then there's a. Yeah. Wait, Hold
0: on, <laughs> everybody. You can't see it, but ready brother, to brothers? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Yes. Am I right? The dad, yes. face. the dad face. The dad angry face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, who's?
0: who's? Or ha- how about this? I'm, everybody, need, I need absolute silence. I need, I need absolute silence. You ready? Science. I'm about to do something we that's going to, science. maybe it'll, okay, yeah, you ready?
2: I need absolute silence. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, ready? Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember <laughs> that shit? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do it with my kids do you remember all Remember that the time. shit?
1: Mostly in church. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> like that was that was dad's knock calling card. Knock <laughs> it off. Not <laughs> only like the knock it off but like to get our attention
1: like <laughs> <laughs> or the or the ring hand. Oh, dude. Smack like on the head. It's the knuckle. It's, it's the knuckle. It's, <laughs> it's what the, knuckle. the fuck, Jay? <laughs> it's the knuckle. <laughs> no, he would
0: do the knuckle, or he'd get his wedding ring perfectly aligned with the top of your head.
1: The button. And he'd like. The button. And the top of the teeth. The How about nose. the reach around? How
2: Not the reach around? Guys, he, he would not he do got the got reach her. round. No, he did did not do it.
1: it. From the but front and not if the back. Jay and I, because
0: <laughs> in this same truck, it's small. It's a. It's... You're Small share- pickup truck, and we're all just kind of crammed in there. You and share leg sweat. <laughs> so crammed. In in days prior, we'd had Jordan a cut at a play can. Jordan was on the far right in a in a baby seat, and then it was me, and then it was Jay, or then it was Jay, or then it was me. But if Jay and I were messing around, getting in trouble, fighting with each other, Dad would reach over with his like hand oh, and grab horse our horse bite, grab our leg meat. <laughs> Pinch the shit not out of it Not that leg meat It would be like It would We call it the horse bite Or a Charlie horse But he was Horse knuckle ugh,
1: and he was
2: just, It's ah! horrible
0: Yeah I yeah. remember That was fun But I mean we deserved it And I'm not saying that we didn't Because Jay and I kind of Were a little bit assholes We were <laughs> rambunctious we, we, All we, of we, us we were. were We were kids yeah. But yeah
1: do you remember when you would see Dad flat on his back in someone's driveway? Because he was stretching <laughs> sciatic. his sciatic. <laughs> Dad would just Dad, be star- what are you doing, buddy? He'd be starfishing in the driveway. You know,
3: if
0: somebody rolls up at the wrong time, they would call 911. Right? I, was, I was joking with Dad the other
1: day about it. I was like, hey, Dad, do you remember uh, when you used to lane people's driveway? <laughs> like yeah, they'd probably come out like yeah, what who the is in guy? my driveway? Who's <laughs> <was> this guy? <laughs> oh, I don't mind goes, this guy. He's o- just star o- fishing, o- stretching o- out his leg. It's like occupy driveway.
0: <laughs> you know what's crazy is I talked to dad and I was like, hey, how's your knees? Because my dad has had double knee replacement, and he's like, my knees are fine. I don't feel anything now. It's just my sciatic nerve. Like so, he'll like walk and he looks like he's like hurting. I'm like, is your knees They're like? No, my knees are awesome. It's just. My my, my ass. My, my <laughs> back and everything.
1: Okay. Spe- speaking of uh, that, Jay, you just... R- it's around snow through. time. It is snowing it is snow outside. It's, Jay, Okay. All right. So Take it away, one, chief. One,
0: one year. I'll just lay it out here. So, you know like the $20 snowboards the butter, that you can buy like at Toys R Us, back when it was Toys R Us, or like Walmart, you could just go down the aisle. It's like a hollowed out plastic piece of shit snowboard that is not meant to like take on a like yeah. hill anyways it was black it, it's not a, had
1: little racing stripes on it it's definitely not good
0: to use if
1: i mean it, i it guarantee good,
0: as good as jay and i are at snowboarding i guarantee we could not utilize that it had
1: no edge it was so, just uh, round Jay gives me for a
0: present one year this it snowboard. It's like a thick stick. It's, yeah. it's, it's just like a twenty dollar half inch on the round. It's just like a twenty dollar cheap snowboard that you go to like a small hill. So this is the
2: like, this is probably yeah. twenty-two, twenty. We thought years we were ago.
1: so good with it too. Do you remember? Anyways, Jay I'll let you I'll jump. let
0: you I'll let you take the story from here.
2: So think about it. So twenty four years ago Pops, Pops would have been 38. My age. Yeah. Oh, that's oh my crazy. God, dude. <laughs> dude. Dude. I just... I, Isn't that weird? Yeah, I you're old. So <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God damn it, dude. You mother... Fucker.
3: <laughs>
0: fathers. It couldn't have been that long ago. <laughs> I was probably 14. We were...
2: Huh? 14. We weren't using... I, was, I think I was 8. I was probably 14, 11. Yeah, because we're not yeah. using those when we're... Shit, dude. Dude, that's crazy. God so, think about it. it. Well, so, I, I think I'm age. growing
0: gray hairs right now just because david and i can
2: david and i can board on normal boards no problem killing it dad's like we're going sledding right we take it sledding i'm gonna try it
0: (laughs) well we're just sledding and we're like having a good time and then my dad gets the idea hey david let me see that. Dad straps it.
2: <laughs> like yeah, Dad. Because with that board, all you're doing is straight shooting it down the hill. Because you can't. There's no edge on There's it. There's no edge, right? <laughs> there is no edge. So, <laughs> Dad, it's just one that you just slip your feet in. Like it's. Nothing. Was this at Sugar House? Yeah, yes. Sugar House, oh, Park. A Big park. Hill. All right. We're talking maybe two feet down the hill. Just two feet. Like he gets in it, starts going. Slips feet overhead, (laughs) boom, right on his ass.
0: Busts a tailbone.
1: He still says
0: his ass hurts from that. (laughs)
1: Do you guys remember what he said, though? Do you remember? I just remember the. I think I broke my ass. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the first time I heard dad say ass. (laughs) That was funny. Uh, Side tangent. No, that's good. Uh, The last thing I wanted to bring up about Mowing Lawns was the bees.
0: Or hornets.
1: Do any Do any of you have some bee story, I'll share Some hornets. So there's first. one. Okay, fuck bees. Jordan and I have one that shared. <laughs> Dude, That stung three of us that day. <laughs> the one at Greeks. Right yep, in the back Angelo. of the calf. Angelo. Yep. Dad, you, of and of me. There's so many in Angelos. <laughs> oh, that was a quad. Quad. Was, it was a quad. I didn't know Dad got stung too. Same place too. Quad. Same place. Same place too. The, the back place, of the calf. Each leg. Same place.
0: That, that fucking hornet had a calf
1: fetish. I remember. He he was out for blood, man. I was blowing uh, DJ's... Uh, DJ Blow I <laughs> was blowing, blowing DJ diddle. I was blowing the lawn off next to <laughs> 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 it. it <laughs> <laughs> Way to finish that
3: sentence
1: party. there, Bunko.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you made it worse. <laughs>
3: I'm
1: crying. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way he said, I was blown the lawn. I was blown, DJ. I was blowing in all next door. I look up and Jordan and David are running and wailing, like flailing, flailing their hands. And it hurt. Sure enough, they both got stung by hornets at the same
2: hornets. time. <laughs> it hurt. I was mowing a lawn once, and it was in um our cousin's neighborhood. I,
1: were you, know, you also blowing DJ? i was not blowing pit. DJ or the neighbor next door. So <laughs> you weren't blowing any lawns, were you? I told you already. Nick's you know those, the master blower.
2: You know those uh, clotheslines? You have the the metal poles. Oh, not the, sure what to do with his hands? hands. Yes, there was always a I bee. I rammed the pole with
1: vibration. <laughs> the now Jay's board. ramming poles,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and all of a sudden a bee comes out and he's like boom boom like double no, hit not in a the armpit that oh. a hornet oh my gosh ouch oh dude Run, running for my Gnarly, life dude holy cow was double, it double you shot. that was
0: driving with me when we were golfing and a hornet went into my I polo
2: was, I was driving with you when you went golfing at and the, it stung Ridge. me
0: like on the top tit
2: I didn't know there was more than one <laughs>
0: <laughs> Top tip. <laughs> Is that what bottom tip? But it was, sti- it, stung, oh it stung me all the way out, <laughs> out of my <laughs> sleeve. And like I was driving the golf like, cart hey at the there, same B. time And I'm, trying, I'm freaking out Trying to move and I'm like
1: what's going on And like
0: I'm getting stung by a horn and all of a sudden it just flies away Ooh.
1: Sayonara oh, bitch Sucked Good times yeah. Fuck bees man dude. That... <laughs> we go on forever with bees My abs yeah. hurt. Nick yeah. do you remember when you got stung drinking a soda pop I sure do <laughs> I hate Crazy bees Crazy man <laughs> Hey fuck bees Hey Jordan
2: <laughs> What's up dude I want to hear something about some music Some <laughs> music
1: All right, guys. Hit us with it, buddy. Hit us with the tunes. All right, so um, my musical fact is about the drum roll, the infamous drum roll. Drum roll was created in the 1500s for the filling of a suspenseful moment. (coughs) It's kind of a pretty simple statement, but I mean, I I was thinking to myself, man, like... Where did the drum roll come from, or like, why was it, you know, made about? And oftentimes it was like during military, and as they were, you know, facing off, the drum roll would happen almost to say, "Hey, like, shit's about to go down." Well, but it's kind if, of an interesting. If you thing. you think
0: about it nowadays, whenever you hear a drum roll, you automatically like put into focus and you look what's about to happen because yep. it's so. Like, our culture today, drum roll means either an something crazy is about to happen, or, like, magic, or something astonishing. Attention here, yeah. 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 So, that, that that's some, yep. definitely that's makes sense. That's pretty cool. Sense. Jordan, did you, did you have any stories?
1: Oh, yeah, bro. I got stories for days. How about Matter of fact. How about 40
0: jobs within a actually, month? Or? Actually,
1: actually, <laughs> I have an accurate number. Are you ready for this? Right, In, so, yes. Hey, can you just, kay. like, boom, 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 just, like...
0: All right, really quick. Should before we drum you do roll that, it?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, wait. Here you go.
3: There,
1: there you we go. go. All right. <laughs> no, but uh, before <laughs> I'll, you I'll do tell this, you. Okay.
0: The reason why we give Jordan a bunch of shit because during his dark ages, he, shenanigans, he couldn't really hold the job. You didn't and hold the so job? It seemed like he had a new yeah, job. Yeah, no pants, no pants. There There's every, a bunch of alligators every, that took my job. Every other week or something. So that's why we have like the running joke. But now, jokes aside, we actually get to hear the facts. Take All it right, away. So, take it
2: away. Take um, it away, honey. So I'll,
1: I'll tell you how many jobs I had. Then I'll list them quickly. And then I'll tell a couple stories on a, on a few. Cool. So, Nick, what's your guess on how many jobs in 12 years? In 12 years. Oh. Oh, like the past 12 years? (laughs) Um, Um, He's still going through puberty, uh, guys. Like 13, 14 years, if we count 16 years old. So from 16 to 30. Okay, I'm going to say 14 years. 15. Okay, Nick says 15. I might be highballing it, but... Nick says 15. David, what's your guess? 12. Jay, what's your guess? 19. I had 27 jobs in 14 years. Talk about those W 2s, baby. (laughs) Get fucked. And so (laughs) you're poor accountant. I'll, I'll go into this. So, like, I'll tell you, one of the jobs I had was Quest Staffing. So it was a staffing agency. And that's not the only staffing agency that I worked for, but I didn't really count. Like all the jobs that I had through that staffing agency or any of those staffing agencies. So honestly the numbers probably
0: where you had your paperwork and then you would be sent
1: out on different jobs. Yeah. Anywhere doing anything. We' safe to say the twenty seven could actually be more like thirty two. More like forty five. God fucking (laughs) damn it. So but like legit jobs. Right. So, the 27 is like staffing agency, but I didn't list the other four that I've worked for as well. Gotcha. And then within the staffing agencies, there's probably Countless 10. T- yeah, lots of temps, jobs, temps. Lots of, yeah. Temp <coughs> jobs. So, anyway, so now I'll list. Rapid, yes, come on. rapid fire. I'll let's rapid go. fire them. Get her done. Amco Parking, Taco Bell, Lowe's, Home Depot, Janitor at the School, Delta Center, Property Maintenance for my uh, apartment building, Sears. Uh, Lexington Law Firm JD Still Spring Air First Choice MHI Red Wings <laughs> Sleep Number Nicholas and Company American Welding and Tank <laughs> Quest Staffing Toter Fact uh, Toter Fact Toter uh, Long Care Junior Lifeguard Skyline <laughs> Display Setup Miller Companies HVAC And uh, OC Tanner Is where I currently work Yeah, yeah. But, Nice work yeah. bro so, You've been around yeah, the that, block That's Same. about how <laughs> work Nice work like, like a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, those are. Lots of W2s. He's Dude, got experience. There was, a year, there was a year. There was a year I had eight W2s. That's an expensive One year <laughs> I had eight W2s. Wow. That's crazy. Jesus that nuts? Christ. Give us a couple stories, bro. Now I have one, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, my first uh, story, uh, would it's kind of a funny one. Um, oh, I forgot to list it. But I used to uh, like knock doors for Dish and Direct, and so we'd go to different. I hate people like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. So, like, we'd go to like different states, different cities, different neighborhoods. But, um, like, the main the main thing was is that um, if you have someone who has Dish, then you try to sell them on T V, right? Because they get a better deal. They get a better price, whatever it may be. So we would drive and look at the dishes that are on people's houses. And within that, you could see, like, a dish that was, like, 10 years old. So then you know for a fact they've been paying a shit ton of money for a long time because they haven't, like, renewed their dish right. or they haven't switched, switched or they haven't canceled and renewed to get that deal, right? So those were those were money, money sales big time. So... There was this one story, first time I went out of town, and I knocked doors in Reno. This is one time at band camp. Yep, <laughs> that's right. So knocking doors in Reno, and- I want to go to Reno! With, with this type of business, like you technically are supposed to get a- Permit. A permit to knock doors in a neighborhood, but- It costs a, too much money for those companies a ton to do of it, money, so they just send you. And you never really get like paid for it, right? With the sales that you make, essentially. So, you... Essentially. I guess, shut up. <laughs> I guess you uh, You kind of illegally knock doors, in a sense. Wow. So, this particular story, we were knocking in a couple neighborhoods. Now, what happened was we got a van full of guys, and you just start dropping them off in certain areas and certain neighborhoods, right? And then, in a couple hours, you know, you round up. So... I was with this other guy, kind of in the same subdivision, and he was on one side. I was on the other, and I just get a phone call, and he goes, "Hey, dude, we gotta go. Like, we gotta find a meeting place." And I guess like uh, somebody called the cops on us because we have shirts that say, you know, our company and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and like these guys are knocking doors in this area, and I doubt they have a permit. So there was a there was a cop that was kind of following my buddy. He's like, hey, dude, I got I to gotta lose this guy, and we got to get the hell out of here. So, you know, call the van. Tell him to come get us. Call the van! Well, <laughs> backstory on this of why, like, we started to freak out is because um, a, a couple years back before this time, they had also knocked in the same area, and two of our guys got locked up for a day because of this. They got, wow. they got put in jail. Jeez. And wow. they, were in, they were in Reno jail. Yikes. So <laughs> Not anyway, a good jail to be in. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. And so anyway, um, that's why we started to be like, hey, like we need to get this on the road. So, we were technically like running and trying to, you know, dodge this guy from seeing us. And obviously, the day was, you know, screwed on making money. At you know, so yeah. yeah. Eventually, we met up. We just kind of hid out in a certain area, and then we're like, hey, come pick us up, dude. It was so crazy. It was nuts. Wow. So that was kind of a fun one. Uh-huh. Um spring air mattresses that was a that was a fun place to work. So we basically produced you know box springs, mattresses, stuff like that. Um, so more warehouse. so I've been I've been kind of all across the board warehouse, call centers, uh, construction, um, you name it, I've probably done it. and this place I started off as like a packer. there's giant giant machine that, You'd send these mattresses and box springs through, and it basically wrapped them in the p- plastic that once you buy, s- like, a mattress, it comes wrapped in or a box spring. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun. And then changing the, changing the rolls on that, the plastic rolls, weighing, like, thousands of pounds, wow. you basically have this, like, cart on wheels that you'd throw the um, wi- uh, roll on, and then you'd have to roll it underneath, and then you'd have to lift it up it should have been a two man job but you did it by yourself. Dang. But anyway, that that was kind of fun and then I I moved from there, did a bunch of forklift, and that's the first time I carried a king size mattress by myself. Like we're talking hundreds of pounds, but there's like a a certain tip and a trick that they just the tip. They they taught me so that I could do it. And mind you, I was like 120 pounds, like a little short dude carrying a king-size mattress that weighed, like, three times as much as I did. So it was wow. kind of fun. Huh. Then I went from there to a builder, which basically you start off with, like, blocks, like two-by-four blocks, and you set them all on, in place, and then you throw, like, a frame on, and you nail gun it, mm-hmm. and you flip it over, and you put the other side on. That's how you build the box spring. Then you send it off to an upholsterer, which is what I did after that, and then you would put, like, the, the actual upholstery and... and uh, cloth on it. It's kind of fun, complex. dude. Yeah. It was a fun. Pl- it quick was a fun side, place
0: to work. Quick yeah. side tangent. When you talked about carrying a mattress yourself. Do you remember when we had to carry Nick's um, uh, shapes mattress? Like, didn't have Dude, any. That thing was solid. It was just form floppy. It. it was an yeah. ocean. It was like a sack of stuff.
1: <laughs> it was a sack of flour. That, <laughs> when we... when
0: that was the. There's weirdest no grip. Thing, man. There was zero like grip. A, think of the consistency of a water balloon, but for a mattress. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: We got the. The RC Wheelie guys to take the old one when they brought our new one. When we got a new one, <laughs> and Ali has a video of these two guys trying to carry the mattress. Can you and it please put me post in tears that on our Instagram <laughs> if you want me to? I, <laughs> I want to see it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I want to see this. Okay, but
0: when Jordan said that was the first time I carried well, it, like, immediately my thoughts like I remember Nick's mattress. I know I'm
1: glad that mattress is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that stuff was lots of fun. Um, another one I've got. It was, a, it was a call center that I did credit repair for. And I swear, like, the most stuff happened to me during the time I was working there. So one of the times, I don't know if I've told you guys this, but when I was driving, it was in Billy. You guys remember? Oh, Billy. Billy. Billy! The Franken car. Oh, Franken car. So I don't know if I said this on, on air, but I used to, I didn't really change my tires, like, very often. I was in high school. I was just like, whatever. So eventually, like the the wires of the tire would start popping through the like sidewalls. Like I ran those oh, tires. Look,
0: there's some metal wires. Extra traction. We're still good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. It went from zero traction to some traction. Yeah. So that's kind of how like this this story started. So I was driving into work one day, going like seventy seventy five on the freeway, getting to work, and all of a sudden my my tire popped, and I. Going, like, almost 80 miles an hour, and I was in the far left lane, luckily, but my tire popped, and it, like, sent me into the wall, like, instantly scared the shit out of me. I thought I was gonna die. Wow. So then, and I was about, I think, a mile and a half away from work at this time, and I was just like, I didn't really think of, like, calling anybody, because everybody was working, so I just, I walked. I walked <laughs> down the side of the <laughs> Left Your car there. I left my car there, because I didn't... I, I didn't have a spare for one, so I would have had to, like, pull the tire off, drive it somewhere, fix it, then come back. I mean, we're talking, like, I was just out of high school. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so I walked along the freeway all the way to work. I just told my, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. My tire popped. Can you imagine, like, if you told your boss that, if they would believe your shit or not?
0: You don't believe me? Let's get in your car, and I'll show
1: you where I left yeah, it. Like, yeah, like, come and look at the hole come inside of my it. tire. Anyways, that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Took me a while to get work, and then another time during that time, I had. So when this happened, I got a a new Camry, and I had it for four days, and I actually was pulling out of a Maverick, um, taking a left, and it was during a snowstorm, so you couldn't really see that great, but like you had enough distance that you could see the cars coming. So I'm like, okay, like I see my, I see my window, I see my, you know spot where i can go so i started to go and then this this van came out of nowhere and i hit their front tire and completely exploded their axle my car was completely totaled mind you i didn't have my seatbelt on i was just barely pulling out of a gas station right hit my head on the steering wheel nothing major happened i was fine they were fine but both our cars got towed away that day so that was kind of a fun place to work a lot of stuff happened to me jesus
0: christ dang well, thanks for sharing yeah. those stories. Uh, it just, I there's
1: try a to, lot. Like, there's a lot.
0: I know there's a whole lot, but it's it's funny every time that you're telling these stories. I just sit back and I try to like place myself in time where I was, and just remembering the day that you would get home or like the day that you would tell us about it. And I'm just like, man, we're old as fuck. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, really quick, we're like to turn the of time over to Jay. He's gonna give some information about one of our sponsors. So
2: hit it, Jay. The Fading Daisy has provided countless clothes and tumblers to us and our friends and family. Hit her up on her Instagram, The Fading Daisy. Thank you. Now, uh,
0: what was that, Jay? What?
2: You just random. Point, point, (laughs) point. Hey, Nick, give us something. Give us us your little personality thing over there.
1: Financial info. That was a little weird. (laughs) Trick or treat.
2: Got a crackhead on our... (laughs)
0: On our panel today.
1: <laughs> An emergency fund is money set aside for a rainy days, such as a job loss or an unexpected expense. Emergency funds should be kept in a high-yield savings account, which gains higher interest than a usual savings account at a bank. So, I mean, Discover Bank, you get like 4.5%, but like if you do like a Mountain America or America First, it's like 0.03%.
0: You get a fraction of a like cent. Like, it's it's <laughs> Nothing.
1: Um, accessing the money when an emergency arises should be liquid. This means it should be available to you, easy and fast. And not locked down. Yep, a fully funded emergency fund should consist of cash for three to six months of living expenses. Here's oh. the, here's the rule okay, of that's, thumb. That's like a million
0: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a million. This, this is
1: completely unacceptable <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here. You got a 20 that you borrow?
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Good,
1: good hell. Here is the rule of thumb in deciding if you should save three months or six months. For six months, married with one income, a single parent, self-employed, irregular income, such as commissions, or chronic illness in the home. Three months would be single with no dependents and a stable income or married with two stable incomes. That's
2: like 45 grand. It's
1: a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, right, bro. <laughs> Nobody. Who's got that job? Not me. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. crazy Where did insane. you get an
0: extra $45,000?
2: <laughs> Dude, something yeah. that um, we haven't really got too much is, so David, he's on the road a lot for his job. He's got some shenanigans that <laughs> recently has happened multiple yeah. times this last week that I just I,
0: I'd love oh. to hear about, bro. Before we get into that, I'd like to give, like, a little bit of a a bullet point of, like, certain jobs that I've had. Obviously, we've gone to lifeguard. That was, like, my first stable job. And then right out of high school, I worked in a wood shop building uh, cabinet doors. Then I uh, had a little bit of a stint at uh, Taylorsville for um, some local government. Then I went on my mission. came back home, worked at the staffing agency and spoke Spanish, so that worked really nice. From there, I went to Skyline. Uh, building events that was fun and then after that discover financial
1: hey that we, was we've shared a couple same jobs there, I know Chief. it's great well, your job and then from there
0: I job. moved to Chicago to start my driving career and did learned how to drive large semi trucks in downtown Chicago and then we moved back to Utah and I still continue driving and then from driving I actually went back to the financial sector at, uh, in the bank And then I'm like, well, I'm not making enough money. Uh, And I realized that there was actually more money to be made in the transportation and logistics. So I went back to driving. And from driving, I've been involved in garbage collection. I've been in construction, dirt work, um, food supply, uh, regular, normal, just random freight. And now that's kind of what I'm doing is... It could be, let's say, something comes off of an airplane that, let's just say, the weirdest thing. I like to talk about this. I had a canoe inside my trailer (laughs) that was going to somebody in (laughs) Boise, Idaho. But my hub in Idaho is in Twin Falls. And then from Twin Falls, they, like, disperse, like, smaller packages or whatever into and they, like, spread out through Idaho. But um, it could be anything, like, normal freight like that. A lot of the times it could be, like, DHL packages that come through that are for people in the region. So um, I, I do a run from Salt Lake to Twin Falls, Idaho, every day. And as Jay had mentioned, I'll go ahead and start with the, the most recent one just to get it out of the way. But um, we had the huge snowstorms coming through from the north of the country, and it promoted or caused a blizzard warning and high winds for basically the entire state for three days. Idaho. It's still on until probably 5 in the morning tomorrow. I don't know. It's crazy. But uh, on the way there, it wasn't horrible because I had a full trailer. And I was on the I-84, but on the right lane. North, northbound. Northbound. So you've still got that median that separates the two highways in the middle. And then, of course, an additional lane for those that are coming southbound. It was windy as hell, so there were gusts up to sixty four miles an hour and um it's it's not it's not fun to drive in those conditions, <laughs> let alone it snowing at the same time,
2: let alone with a giant I would
0: vehicle. say though that when it is snowing, those winds kind of go in your favor because it doesn't allow the snow to, to stay sit yeah and basically collect on the road but it's still not fun to drive in. But I made it in time and everything was good. But on the way back I always come back basically empty. There's nothing really coming back to Salt Lake. There's just like empty boxes or some pallet returns. So, same conditions, but on the other side of the road, which is basically where all those snow drifts have collected because of just running across the road. And uh, um I'm terrified at The thought of being like slid off the road or tipping or running into people that are stopped (laughs) on the highway because it's too crazy for them. And so basically, all my worst fears almost came true as I'm going along, I'm driving, it's still dark because it's dark at this time, it's in the early parts of the morning. And there's these bands of like wind that pick up snow that is. Um, fallen further into like the desert area or the plains, and it just collects, and I call them snow bands because they're sections of like very intense high wind that is full of like a snow drift that's probably you know 60 feet up in the air and going across the road and for about 200 to 300 feet. So I entered into my first one, and you know when you're driving your car? And you look out your uh, windshield, and you can actually see the hood of your car. It was so bad that I couldn't see the hood of my truck. And I'm like right there. So, and I'm going still about 55 to 60 miles an hour when I hit this, and it's fine, and it's kind of clear, and you have normal snow coming across, but then all of a sudden, immediately, you hit this this wind band. And... I was I was freaking out because I couldn't see and you know you hear about when pilots when they go into like overcast or like clouds and their instruments aren't like calibrated correctly or whatever and you don't know what's up down left or right that's the immediate sensation that I got and all of a sudden I start to feel like I'm like bumps I'm like what's going on and then all of a sudden like weeds are starting to come up and hit my windshield and I realize I'm in the median on the right side like that what bank And I'm driving in that. And so, like, okay. So, little by little, I just come up, making sure I don't do too crazy. And the wind in this favor probably saved me from tipping to the right. Put so much wind up against the right that I was able to get up. So, I was like, okay. So, I'm already freaking out. And this happens another time. And the same thing happens. It's like, I thought I was on a straight path, like, no turns. But when you hit that type of thing, your whole, like, senses. So, you don't know where you're at or anything. So it happens again. And I go into the median and I'm off-roading with a semi-truck in 60 mile an hour winds with snow drift. So I'm like, Oh my God. And so now I'm back up on the road and I'm just rolling around. And, um, then these, uh, there's like a truck that's connected to like a fifth wheel RV type thing. And then there's a car that follows, and they go past me on the left because now I'm going a little bit slower, but I'm still going. And then the worst one, this one was big, the the one that lasted longer. So I enter into, it, and now I'm like hyper focused on being straight and everything. And all of a sudden, I see red. The red, the red light. I see the, the red lights. The the red back lights of the car. And those, that car and RV have stopped on the lane in the middle. And so I have to wow. slam on my brakes, and so my truck starts to jackknife. And when you jackknife, your cab goes to the left or, like, turning to the left, and the back of your trailer starts goes to goes towards
2: slide. where the truck's going.
0: So um, I put, take the acceleration off. I tap my brake, and then I put the acceleration back on, and by miracle, my tires catch something, and it corrects the cab. And it whips the trailer back into a line. And I diagonal to miss them by maybe two feet. And then I keep going straight. And, like, I wow. literally saw my soul leave my body. <laughs> and I, d- that made I didn't you pucker, know huh? who I was. <laughs> 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 so, T- total pucker. <laughs> pucker. <laughs> from, from that point forward, I was getting closer to the mountain ranges in between Utah and Idaho. Which, it was snowing, and typically that would scare the shit out of people, snowing in the mountains, but I accepted it because then what it yes, meant wind. was I don't have any more of that wind bullshit. So I get out of there, I can finally kind of breathe, and about 10 minutes after I get out of there, Jay calls me, I'm like, hey man. I just about died. <laughs> and then, you know, normally when people say that, you don't really like, take it seriously, but I legitimately thought I was going to die. Oof. It was terrifying.
1: Crazy. I was. I actually thought about you this week. I'm like, I wonder how how David's. Handling I kept the checking on you. Like, yeah, hey, I drive safe, buddy. Yeah, I used I to think about, I think about. I should have called. I should have messaged. Well, Jay, Jay.
2: I always call him. Yeah, he but calls I'm, me when he's driving home. I'm, yeah, I'm driving home from but work in the morning, so I just yeah, give him a holler. Yeah, when he
0: called, it was probably like a half hour after that last one.
2: He was. Sti- he was still like super. You could tell he was just jittery. His adrenaline was still pumping.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was really scary. But uh, let's rewind back from there. There's something funny that happened. Uh, I think it was like Tuesday last week.
2: Is this what you were telling me about Like this yeah, week? Yeah, that I didn't want to
0: tell you. Is that a you. Tuesday yeah.
1: or a Tuesday? Tues- Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Don't fucking say
0: that.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Monday,
0: Tuesday, Wednesday. I hate fuck. Sunday. Day. <laughs> D-A-Y. A day. It's, yeah, Wednesday. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are some days where I do double routes, where I'll go to Twin Falls, and then after I'll go again, but Pocatello, which is a shorter run, and I can get it done faster. So, it was on a day that I had double, and so I would finish my first run, and then I'm, like, connected up, and I had to wait because they were going to transport a forklift from the warehouse in Salt Lake to the warehouse up in uh, Pocatello. So, I had to Pocafella. wait a little bit. And they, they bring, they bring <laughs> the forklift Hover-tell? around, oh. I'm inside. I'm already connected to the trailer, and the door's open. And they bring the forklift around, and they they take it in. And I'm just waiting for them to, like, do whatever they do. And so I'm like, hey, is it ready to go? I'm like, yep, yeah, everything's good. They closed down everything already. They give me the paperwork. I'm like, all right. So get in my truck, and... I put in the information, start time, my estimated arrival time to the Pocatello warehouse, and I start to drive off the, the dock, and I turn right, and I'm starting to accelerate, just nice and easy in a parking lot, no no big deal, five to ten miles an hour, and then I feel and hear, like, some commotion, like, and it feels uh, weird, and ev- normally... Like every time you're hitting the... Normally, when that type of thing happens, maybe your fifth wheel is not completely connected and your trailer is sliding and about to fall off. And so I I kind of freak out. But at the same time, I have a a protocol that every time I connect to a trailer, I go forward when everything's um, locked just to make sure that I'm connected and it's not going to leave. So I'm like, okay, it's not that. But then I look at the rearview mirror and I see the forklift on the blacktop swerving like this. What? The forklift rolled out of the back of the trailer, blew out the doors, and dropped onto the pavement. (laughs) (laughs) jeez. They didn't strap it in. Come to find out, they just rolled it in there. They didn't even set the emergency brake, and they just let it sit, and not strapped. Dirt! So in the time that just 5 miles an hour to 10 miles an hour, and those forklifts are heavy as fuck. Right, yeah. thousands of and pounds. And the, the trailer goes up to about uh, <laughs> my pecs. It's like okay? f- what, four and a half feet? About four feet. We're, we're just going to say four feet. Yeah. So a um, 5,000-pound machine dropped from four feet straight onto the pavement. So needless to say, the second run was canceled that day and th- basically the rest of the week. And I did actually get a different trailer in the door for Friday, which was the Friday morning where that shit just happened, and I said, I'm not driving again. Like I I it, I'm, I'm not yeah, doing it. It was I was when you so got back. Yeah, I got back from that crazy instance. I'm like and then the time after that happened, I just let my direct supervisor know I'm like, Hey, this is just what's happened. I don't know if the uh second run's gonna go, but can you prep somebody to do it in case it goes because I'll probably be delayed anyways. And they're like, yeah, we'll make sure we get it taken care of. So I'm like off the hook. And right as I was pulling in to park my, my trailer, the notification that the second one was up. And I, I of course reached out and said, Hey, did you find somebody? And are, are they still okay to do it? Cause if they actually needed me to do it, I'm the type of person I'll do it. But if the, somebody's already prepared and ready and available. Okay, good and it ended up going and they they took triple the time that it's supposed to take because the weather was still crazy. So I'm actually really glad I didn't didn't go. Yeah, I am too. That's but right. uh
2: you were already exhausted too. That's that's <laughs> what's crazy. So it was I'd, it was
0: it was terrifying and that was the when that happened, I have never had anything in my entire life, whether it's driving
2: or anything dealing with life that has scared me as much as that did. Something that um David mentioned in one of the episodes uh, recently, and he kind of gave us a little brief um, kind of explanation. But it was when Jordan shared his story about his garbage overflowing. Oh yeah, (laughs) I just want to hear like maybe some ins and the outs. Well, yeah, and if there's like a specific thing that you (laughs) or some uh, specific thing that you kind of remember
0: on that the Jordan. He had a photo of his uh one of the dumpsters just completely overfilled, everything's like just spilling over and a bunch of stuff in front. That to us as a garbage guy just pisses us off because some companies require us to, to, to load do it. it to yeah, like hit the first one and then reload it and hit. And they get they have to pay extra of course, but it's on us to do it. But then there's some policies where it just kept happening that they actually have in the contract which i like is any spillage outside of the dumpster is not our problem. So we would dump the first one and then maintenance would have to go and and pick it up.
2: What's funny about that is if if it's a contract like that if you the garbage truck dumps it and then he puts it down but then all that garbage that's on the side it like falls down and garbage man doesn't care he's just going to put that dumpster back down and there's garbage all I don't, underneath the I don't dumpster. Give a shit. Like yeah.
0: there's days, it's kind of like, have you seen those videos where people just, I've had it and they just, they have like a car a melt, and they like just melt down. You can yeah. just see everything. That's basically
2: well, what it is well, like. Well, it's like that video of the guy that's in the office and he's like <laughs> slamming the keyboard and then all of a sudden he's like ripping the keyboard <laughs> exactly out and throwing that. the computer. <laughs> but
0: I, I use that on, across the, the table. The worst thing is yeah. that gif all the time as, that <laughs> the, When you're driving as a, as a garbage man with that, your goal is to get done as fast as you can and not have to go to the landfill as much. Mm-hmm. Those are the two factors because if, if you normally go to the landfill twice a day, okay, perfect. But there are some days three or four times. And the three or four times, I'm going to tell you the reasons. When you see motherfucking mattresses in dumpsters, mattresses, fuck you. Because that just takes up all your space in the hopper, like the area where the trash is. And no matter how much you fucking pack the fucking mattress, <laughs> it, doesn't, it just bunch doesn't go. A bunch of springs go.
1: that spring back. <laughs> so that
0: pisses me off. What yep. about
2: dressers? Is dressers okay? Dressers
0: get obliterated. <laughs> dressers
2: cool. break. It's
1: awesome. Yeah.
0: They break. I've and thrown crumble. many
2: dressers away. In it's dumpsters. mattresses <laughs> like
0: Nicholas's amoeba mattress. <laughs> amoeba. <laughs> it's shapes. It's not fat, just shapes No matter how you just, it's like you could put it into like a, a ball, and then all of a sudden, like the the, just the, the crusher, the it just comes back. But uh, I would say the worst thing, <laughs> worst things about it is you get up to the landfill and you have everything and you push everything out. You actually have to like lock down and turn off all the power and all the hydraulics and you have to climb in the back because behind the blade, stuff gets stuck under. So you think just garbage, random garbage and just gross shit. And you just have to scrape it all out oh. and shovel it out the side of the, the hopper door. Baby
1: diapers. Oh, Everything, dude.
0: Dildos, uh, baby diapers, uh, bags nasty. of shit.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know there good. was this one time. <laughs> sounds <laughs> like such camp. a fun
0: job. So I'm I'm walking around. You earn your money. <laughs> is the money that? really I'm, that worth? Yeah. So I'm walking around and I'm getting ready to get into the back of the hopper with my shovel, oh, and I look to the right and there's like a 13 inch dildo that is like oh! half buried in the the landfill and ha- the the tip is out. <laughs> so a, a flopping dick, just, just chilling. That's I took. Nuts, I have dude. a picture of it somewhere, but I, I, I just, I, uh, I sent a picture to one of my colleagues. and am saying, did you forget something at the landfill today? And he's like, dude, I just used that. Don't touch it. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> It's funny because you get these guys that you, they know, everything's fucked. It's kind of like. You know those memes where everything's burning around them, but it's so natural and just normal around <laughs> something, you that, something that it's just burning. normal. It's just like if this room was like on fire, and am like, oh, there's just another fire, and we're just all just playing around. There's so much shit that we have to deal with that we all become desensitized to everything, so it makes humor get really dark and gross. Yes. Another so day, another fun. dollar. <laughs> but I'll say another thing is um, I actually um, held... A position that nobody wanted and it was going up to snowbird every day and getting the garbage now during Oktoberfest we even provide additional um, we provide additional like cans or the dumpsters because of the influx of people that come up but even that's not enough and it gets to the point where they'll have see. about ten dumpsters but they all line them up and they all fill up and then as they are all fold up filled to the top, it then turns just throwing stuff on top. So basically you've got this whole square of compacted dumpsters, but then a heap of garbage on top of all the dumpsters that just creates one big pile of and you have to pull each and every single one out. It's that one down by where the porter parties are at Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. There's a big door that goes up. Yeah. And it's just the worst because you pull one out and then 15 to 20 bags fall right where you pull out. So, Mm -hmm. and that's just one of like 12. That's crazy. Wow. So you're there forever. And it's just, it's just a dirty job. And I mean, I I get it. That was my job and there are parts of it that I enjoy, but during Oktoberfest, it was really hard because there's just so much trash. Mm -hmm. Now, worst parts of this, is when you have to service like restaurants because they throw out that old food. And I think Nicholas... And the the grease. touch base on just food that's rancid, that just collects, and then think about it being in the dumpster all day, whether it's like an everyday collection Mm -hmm. or every other day or every two days for these dumpsters. So you're thinking about this food that's been cooking or just inside like a hot-ass dumpster just... Ugh. You
2: remember you remember some of the lawns that we used to do at restaurants with the grease stuff yeah. and how stinky that was too. Yeah, mm-hmm. On top of that,
0: think of cleaning that shit out of the back of your hopper when you're at the landfill. Oh. Speaking of In lawns, it, do you remember but, throwing
1: those nasty slime bags away? Yeah, thanks oh, guys. Ah, yeah, I've seen those. Waiting, those. Uh, but the yep, worst part of the
0: the 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 food weeks. is. Cleaning out, that clean part, because you've just dumped a whole bunch of rancid, nasty food, and some of it is the stuff that gets caught that you have to shovel out. Oh. So So, uh, yeah. Garbage. So bad, dude. But with apartments, the tenants just don't care. They have garbage. They've walked already to the dumpster, and they look at the dumpster, and it's full. They're not going to take that trash back into their apartment they're just gonna put it on the very top or on the side Or i anything. mean
1: what what would you do like you know what i mean you got to so, think about that so this is w-
2: what you're supposed to do I is gotta, go find I a different keep, dumpster that's what i, I yes, do so nobody
1: does that nobody does that so or when, all dumpsters are full
2: at our uh, condos um there were dumpsters and i took it upon myself to be the one that would clean our freaking area around the dumpster because i was get i would get freaking. so pissed I'd get so pissed if there was bags thrown and if it was full that I would figure out a way. I'd flip open the lid and and figure out a way to put... Making sure
0: it wasn't you being the asshole leaving a bag in front?
2: Yes, because then it would get underneath the dumpster when they put it back through, and it it would just sit there and stink. So I'd clean that around, and if it was full, I would walk up to the next dumpster. Or if it was, I would just put our garbage bag on the patio and wait for it to be dumped and then take it down to the empty dumpster. But people don't do that.
0: Worst, one of the worst things, it was just, it was during like the holiday season and it was at an apartment complex because I worked for two different uh, trash companies and it was my last trash company and that policy was any trash on the ground, you pick up and you dump. So if I like hit a dumpster and there was still garbage on the floor, I'd have to get out, pull it, everything in myself and do it again and again and again so um, one of it's the good thing
2: you didn't have Jordan's complex
0: yeah, well I had something worse than Jordan's com- I used to live in that complex so I know what it has been but this is worse than Jordan's so the way that it was set up is I would there's probably like 12 different dumpsters and I'd go and then the last part so one of the f- first two I would hit in service and it was empty and then I would go and, like, service the rest, but I would have to pass by this. And by the time I got back, that dumpster was already filled up again. It's like people are waiting mm-hmm. because they have so much garbage. Like right. Jay just said. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just so sick of it. And I was just like, I, I let them know, like, you need to up their service. I And I, they're like, well, we can't because they don't want to pay that extra. I'm like, let me explain to you. I went and I serviced the can. And then 10 minutes later, I came back around to leave. And it was already filled up. Overfilling, And I had just serviced it in one day. And then eventually they kind of caught on because I was like, this is an issue. I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm not going to keep doing that. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Either you up your service or, or, or I'm not going to keep picking up the garbage. Or you get your maintenance to follow me in the truck and do it themselves because it's adding an additional hour and a half at that stop from all the stuff that I had to do. Mm-hmm. But just some crap in the industry and that's when you kind of fall into those categories of the company thinking about you as just a number, not a person. Yeah. Like yeah, I have a job to do, but when you're making the job harder and harder when there's an easy solution, you up the service. And uh but yeah, I think we've all had the experiences in jobs where you mm-hmm. feel lesser than a, a human because or not they make, li- or they not listened to you know they just make you feel that way and it, it's a sad thing but um aside from uh that type of thing and jobs and anything uh in a second i'd like to go ahead and talk about some of the favorite jobs or the funnest jobs that we've had yeah in talking about the favorite jobs we'll go ahead and get to that in just a second, Jordan, you were raising your hand like a child in school. <laughs> me, 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 me. Go ahead. I, it. I, I do it. I trick. <laughs> I do,
1: trick, I, trick, I trick treat. I so I want to say. I, I, teacher, teacher. <laughs> 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 so the the place I still am at, and we've talked about like how shitty the trash is there. But um, so David, tell me if this has ever happened to you. But so trash usually gets dumped early in the morning. Um, I go to work early, but, like, on the weekends. Um, yeah, we
0: can't enter before 7.
1: Yeah, so, like, it, it it would happen on the weekends, but we usually sleep with, like, the window open to, like, get fresh air and stuff like that. So, one morning, and... Oh, boy. Granted, this place, I don't know if you remember when you lived there, there's a bad skunk problem. Yeah, that one like right there gnarly. earlier.
0: Where you guys parked the blue truck.
1: Yep, yep. So, one morning usually you can smell like if someone pissed off a skunk or a dog or something and it sprayed and then it's like very faint like oh there's a skunk around trick or treat <laughs> this one was so bad that even even after we shut our like window we came home the like later on it still smelled so bad of skunk but reason being is because when they came and dumped the trash they dropped it on they dropped the can on a skunk Oh, so no. it, it exploded a skunk, and this is literally like that's
0: what you fucking get, skunk. A hundred
1: feet, <laughs> like the cans are like a hundred feet from just our permeated place. Permeated your apartment, dude. It was <laughs> so bad. Oh. I smelled it in my car when I got in my car. That's awesome. Like it was so bad, but that was okay. kind of a funny thing to all where right. it's like I, I don't got... know if that's ever happened <laughs> to you. Okay, like where it all just right. Here squashed I'll, I'll tell you something. Skunk into obliteration. So
0: the obliterated <clears throat> the the golf course in the goalie on ninetieth.
2: Okay. Yeah. Which
0: yeah. we we played that one before. Yeah. River Oaks. River Oaks. Yeah. So there's a dumpster that I serviced that you have to get out and pull sideways on wheels, and there's a skunk that lives around there, and it's <laughs> it's one of my. Was first it an ones. angry little elf? It's one of my first ones, <laughs> going up to Snowbird, because if you keep going on 90th and just keep going, you're right. like, you're there. Yeah. So it was like, and at that place, it's not considered residential, so I'm there at four in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm in there and I'm pulling it out, and I hear this like a hissing sound. Is that a cat? And you know, and you know, like skunks, they make that hissing sound, and then they do that weird, like, like that weird, like they pound on the ground to freak you out. Yeah, I was freaked out. I was literally, uh, let's see, from me to the sandals right there. So about seven feet of a skunk, just like ready to fuck with me. I was like, I backed away, like, nice and slow. (laughs) Didn't want to smell like ass. I stopped moving the the can out, and it was all weird. So what I ended up doing, I'm like, yeah, fuck that. So I got in, and I got the forks in just enough to push it myself and, like, just maneuver without getting out of my truck while the skunk is just sitting there, like, waiting for me because I just fucked up his world right now. Yeah. Dumped the can, and I put it down. And instead of getting out and pushing it back in, I did the same thing. I like maneuvered my forks and pulled it sideways, and then moved it, and then I was able to push it back in all
2: within the. Doesn't know what to do. With the I hands. don't know what to do with the <laughs> <laughs> All within
0: that. But scary thing was is when I would service downtown accounts early in the morning, watching out for
1: homeless people. You had to check the can. I bet part of
0: our policy was is when you go into the cans, you raise it up a foot and you shake like this. To check. To wake up. And I'll tell you, 70% of the time, you'll have somebody come up with their hands like out of the the dumpster and you just see them throwing all their junk out that they have inside the dumpster. That's crazy. And they leave. So it's scary. But if you think about people, like if they are inside the dumpster and they've shot up and they're in that kind of like could, stage, they they don't know. Maybe don't wake up. So if you remember... Utah, locally, the Lori Hacking case, where she was basically chopped up and put Put into different suitcases and put into different like dumpsters throughout. When they shut down landfills, not only did they find her remains, but they found remains of like 15 other people. Crazy. And if you think about it, it's probably homeless people that were knocked out for drugs, or if you want to go a little bit more morbid facts, it could be other like body dumps. Know, people that they right. found. Yeah. But the cadaver dogs found more than one set of like remains. Well, that's
2: what makes it extremely difficult so to you, find yeah. people when they're looking in landfills. Because it, it's just. Oh, we, fe- we found them. You no, found a we body. Found, found yeah. A body.
0: But yeah, they found multiple bodies. And it just, it's just, it's kind of a scary thing that something normal and everyday, the landfill, that. You just don't know what's being dropped because when we like throw all that stuff out it's all compacted and you don't know could be like in bags could be in like suitcases and the moment that my stack comes out of my truck there's a huge i mean you guys have been there you see the big huge tractors and they just push them down the hill yeah so right. there's no real job that they go through with a stick and like make sure trucks come they dump the load bulldozers push And And Those bodies
2: aren't looking like bodies
0: much after that. So Mm -hmm. it's just, that's the operation. It's like dump, push, cover. Dump, push, cover. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've held a bunch of different driving jobs within the industry. That one was definitely the worst one just because of all the garbage and the nastiness. It's It's crucial to our infrastructure, but it sucks being the man that has to do it. And yeah, but. My driving now, it's not horrible, but I hate, I hate the the weather jobs. Like, Friday, I don't ever want to have that happen again. Like, contemplating if I ever get into the, the scenario where it's, it's going to happen again, I think I'm just going to say, look, based off of my safety and what's happened, I can't do it. Like, for it to happen again, like, I was lucky that you I didn't were lucky. smash into those people. I could have killed somebody, let alone myself or tipped and I'm like it's not worth my life. Right. But I would be extremely like back on him and I would be look, I'm, I can't do it and I don't want you to hold this over my head and so if I were to like to apply for like a a raise or they mess with me like oh, like, but you even declined. like come at me because of pushing like I even looked up like OSHA. It's actually against OSHA to send drivers out in those conditions. So if they wanted to really like come at me, I'm like, look, I did you guys a favor. I could I could I could screw your guys' world up if I really, really, really wanted to. Right. But, you know, I need a paycheck. And if I do that, I don't get one because obviously I would leave the company or whatever and have to find something else that could satisfy or sustain the lifestyle which I am required to have right now. But yeah. I looked up the OSHA regulations and your employer has to create a safe work environment and if there's hazards around what you're working on they have to provide you with an ability to work in a safe environment in, in that type of thing my truck's not safe outside's not safe and what i'm doing is not safe and so it's an osha violation when it gets to that point so
2: come at me bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny something that i've um even though nick works in an office uh something that i've enjoyed kind of listening to is like he says that him and a bunch of the people that he works with love the o- like the show, The Office. Yes. And so they always have like these little jokes. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that... Because like, Nick is saying, oh, my jobs are vanilla. I'm like, God, you, you probably talk about funny stuff and say funny oh, stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely. We make it fun.
2: That's
0: yeah. exactly what yep. it, And it's a great segue into talking about what jobs have been enjoyed. I know we're going to give time to Jay to talk about everything under the umbrella of his nursing um, we want to close our episode out with that but really briefly i'm not going to take much time but fun jobs that i've had when i worked at the uh, pizza place in the daybreak that was so much fun like that was probably one of my favorite we jobs. used to go and see you all the time just the the people i worked with and making pizza listening to music just shooting the shit It was so much fun. It didn't feel like I was working at the pizza place. It was so much. uh, It was amazing. But then one of the side ones, it was just like an easy gig, not really getting paid a lot, but it was just hilarious and fun is I actually was part of the haunting crew um, two years at the uh, crazy corn maze right by Smith's. That was so much fun. I love scaring people and just doing some crazy shit in the corners and making people pee their pants. And (laughs) it was fantastic. Like, Taking like the chain off the chainsaw and run around, scaring the shit out of teenagers—it was awesome. The best. But those two jobs are what ring true to me that I can like, say. You know, those jobs were like very, very fun because it didn't feel like I was working. It was just good times. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, some of my favorite jobs—I um, <clears throat> actually really liked mowing lawns because it was fulfilling. You were outside. You got to listen to music and podcasts. You got to make a lawn look mm-hmm. really nice. I actually really oh, enjoyed that,
2: that. I actually wrote that down. Is like... Something that I liked about lawns is how the lawns looked after we were done. Oh yeah. I've taken so many diagonal. pictures, so many pictures. diagonal oh, guys. Lines. No, no diagonals, diagonals, but, but straight
1: but, diagonals. Hey, but, yeah, but, but some lawns required straight, and when you, it just looked awesome. Oh dude, did. I love it. Take a picture. How many pictures do you have? I used tons. to take <laughs> some <of> pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. I <always laughs> like, damn, I, I, I did I that. Like, I like I the, always, the before and afters.
0: Like that yeah. was good.
1: I yeah. always wanted to make like these brochures or like marketing stuff for dads. Company and yeah. be like, do you this remember is what we can do. Ridge, you remember Bam's house? <laughs> I was literally about to say that, dude. I <laughs> made best. that fucking front yard oh, still immaculate. Like, yeah, and mm-hmm.
2: you you alternate the lines, and either any way that you did his front front yard, yeah, as phenomenal. long as they were straight lines, oh, we made we made it look sick. And it's right on the corner, right? So like everybody sees mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah. Um, I also loved the Harmons' job. I talked about just customer service. I love people helping people out. Is the easy job. And then even the office jobs that I've had that I enjoyed, like I worked at... Minus the tax commission. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. We don't talk about Bruno. Bruno. He doesn't answer questions. His face just... He He hated that job. Life just drained from his face the moment he said that. Yep. Yeah, no thanks. (laughs) Um, Hard pass. I worked at OC Tanner and I absolutely loved it. And then where I currently work now. Um, But... When you're working in an office job, like- K-
0: F- gen- KFC, KFC, chicken is good. <laughs> yummy chicken. <laughs> Sign him up, folks. Extra frat. That was one of our- um, Taste the biscuit. Hey, batter, batter, like <laughs> in the Major the Leagues taste on the Braves. The <laughs> Me, Mitch Carey, and uh, Jordan. Not my brother, Jordan, but that was one of our chants. You know, like, like hey, pitcher, pitcher. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Batter, batter. We actually sang the KFC chicken song that you just heard. Oh yeah, while the other batter was up. Was I know awesome. there was a KFC chicken. That song. dude
1: smells <laughs> like fried chicken. We made it. There oh it is. okay, <laughs> but sorry, go ahead. I it's had okay. to. Okay, I was just gonna say office jobs—they're generally not fun. Like the like the work it's itself. It's the people. It's the, the people. environment. It's the environment. You make it fun. You make the best of it. I'm, so like the people I work with now—they're a, a, <laughs> a, a, a riot. You're, You're a riot. fucking riot. You're right. <laughs> You're a fucking riot. So adding,
2: adding to that, um, I had an office job with Amco Parking, and, you know, I had to deal with some snotty people off and on. So the job wasn't extremely fun, but it was a bunch of either single or newly married dudes as man- managers and working there, and we had so much fun, so much fun. That's cool. The Kev. It's kind
0: of a, uh, you make your scenario, you make something fun.
2: Like, Sometimes uh, you can't though, right, Nick? At that, at that state commission? job, like you just the people oh, didn't
1: allow you to like. I was a number there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was just get a bunch <laughs> of negative nicks. I mean, Nancy's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, buddy. No, good, but yeah, what uh, you do now, like what I do, I. I leave, like my face hurts from laughing so much and smiling That's so much so just awesome. because I, I Freaking love, I love that. the people. I Way think, uh,
0: wasn't I on like a speaker phone like when I did a WhatsApp call and we were just bullshitting and I had no idea that other people were <laughs> around listening to our conversation. Maybe And then you start I, looking like laughing, like oh, what's going on is like, yeah, you know, everybody's just laughing about what we're talking about. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> they hear, they
1: probably just hear my half. They probably don't because you'd right. be in my ear. Because sometimes <laughs> we talk about some
0: scandalous things. I'm like, oh shit! My bad.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> some <laughs> some
2: of his coworkers are listening to our podcast, and so it's hi, cool. Nick's coworkers. We What's love up? you.
1: <laughs> yep. I yeah, want some chicken. Some chaka. Yeah. <laughs> so, or
0: you know. Really quick before that, Jay had brought something up uh, when he did AMCO. Do you remember when we got, uh, I wouldn't want to say Poland, because it was actually kind of fun. It's like, hey, we need supervisors up at the events here. and like the uh, fair or our, something? Our Some family dance. friend Vince was the Mr. Race, Big Boss. The races. Ragnar. Ragnar. Yeah, Mr. Big Boss and uh, we handled that shit like crazy. It's was like, yo, Loved it. supervisor this, and we would go up and run parking. Yep. And we'd yeah, get, bro. like, the wands and, like, fucking, like,
1: dancing, direct, like, <laughs> <laughs> talking to each other via wand. We kept our, <laughs> it <was> <laughs> kept <laughs> our <laughs> spot. It was awesome. One of our the best spot was jobs running. ever.
2: Yeah, our spot was um,
1: run very well because of us. So it was, it was awesome.
0: Good time. Love you, Vince. I know you probably don't listen, but we love you, Vince. We do love you.
1: So some of some of my favorite jobs. Um, so put up with I, each other's assholes. Well, we yeah. went finger popping <laughs> each other's assholes. <laughs> so I did a lot of HVAC um, that goes into like construction. Um, so it was like new construction. So we'd go to new buildings that they just needed us to go and put, you know H- hang the heat, ductwork, right? Heating and air conditioning. So we'd go in, we'd install the actual without the duck
2: butter. No duck <laughs> oh, no duck butter.
1: No. <laughs> duck butter. But
0: <laughs> see, I push the buttons. How you doing, Jay? How you doing? How you doing?
1: Push the buttons um, up and down. But it was it was always fun. Like uh it kind of goes into like what we talked about with the lawns, is like hey you walk into this Usually it's like an apartment building, and then you walk into an apartment, and you basically like each apartment has their own furnace. It's like an empty shell. You literally start with nothing. So when we get to a site, we literally have to. If if the if the furnaces don't get put up with a crane, sometimes we would have to carry them on our backs up the stairs. Wow. So I mean, and they were they were fairly small. It was like a hundred pounds, but you'd kind of take the. The ties, and you throw it on your back, and you just kind of like walk up the stairs, like three sets, four sets of stairs. Also, duct work, which sucked, because that thing is like twelve feet long, and hard to get. Durham. Yeah. So all anyway, right. but you walk into She's a got place, a big ass. <laughs> all it is, all it is, is wood. You know, all it is, is wood, and you basically have. Don't drop that. Da, da, da. Don't, don't drop that. Suit. Funny story. Someone dropped ductwork from like the fifth floor all the way so down. Somebody
0: dropped that duct. The duct. Don't
2: drop,
1: drop duck, that duct. Don't, don't, don't drop it. But anyway, that was that was a fun job because you always walked into like an empty apartment that had nothing. You had to go in, cut all the holes. You had to set up the furnace, connect everything. Dude, it was fun. It was fun to Terrific build. To cut your finger off with Dude, all the. Dude, always root it root always edges. happened. We call them fish hooks. So when you're when you're oh, cutting duck burnt, those things, dude. You know, tin would kinda curl up into like a little if he, if death if point. Oh yeah. That's and you'd reach sharp it shit, you, You'd dude. reach in and it would slice your fingers so badly. You start bleeding all over the place. So how many, you uh, don't really how carry band aids. Here's my
0: question, how many wounds did you just have to super glue together?
2: Well he, he uh, had a really bad one once
0: my that thing I remembered. Was, yep. Those yeah. cuts, like I still have a uh, this scar right here. Right here, probably Mm -hmm. required stitches, but I just, like,
3: super
1: glue. Yeah, dude, and I was going to get into that. Like, you don't carry Band-Aids, right? I mean, if you're smart, you probably did, but... Duct tape, (laughs) right? Duct tape. Duct tape. Electrical tape. Yeah. Yeah, black electrical tape. be like, oh, look at that, blood. So you wipe it on your shirt, and then you just duct tape it, or uh, electrical tape it. So that was the Band-Aid we'd use. But yeah, I I did have a really bad one that probably should have had stitches, but... Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a fun job to do to walk away from there and be like, Hey, like I put that thing in there. And I actually lived in an apartment to where I actually installed the the ductwork there. Mm-hmm. Brick gate. yeah, that was fun <laughs> but um, another that was one, actually
0: a really nice. Apart- I remember delivering so nice except i I remember delivering a pack of rock stars because I worked for a company that supplied and I got discounts on packs of st- uh, rock stars, and I came like, hey. I missed mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah, that was fun. It was good. But speaking of that, that place had some shitty designs for the cans. Do you remember the, the cans? Did you ever pull from there? No, I don't remember. So the cans weren't uh, ground level. They had a pit that the cans were in. That they'd Oh, come yeah, in we lived in a place that was like that. So instead of it like being that. ground level, but the thing is is, if trash spilled on the outsides, you would have to climb down into the pit to grab the stuff. Fuck that. So, I mean, that's what I thought about when I'll you were you. talking about your garbage yeah, that you stuff. that that up really quick,
0: there are some complexes that actually have garbage chutes. Oh, so there's geez. areas where the when you pull, put the cannon, and there's a, a chute that goes up. And so each level has, like, a, a garbage door, and you just go and you toss the garbage, and it goes down this tunnel or chute. Now, what's going to happen when the dumpster fills up Boom. It's in the
1: chute that garbage oh, it, climbs up
0: <laughs> and so when I get there and I pull this fucker out guess what happens ju-
2: ju- 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 ju-
0: just garbage everywhere, everywhere. And guess what I have to do
1: pick up all pick that it garbage. all
0: up and re-dump and then put it under that's crazy. and then the worst part is is like you've just finished that shit and then all of a sudden you hear noises go 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 People just tossing trash in, like it's a never-ending thing. Yeah. Oh, I get <laughs> no thanks. I just want to punch people in the face. Just talking about it right now.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> PTSD going Crazy. on right now.
1: So um, another one, and I think we've all kind of dipped into this a little bit, but um, event staff. So at you know multiple times in my career, I've been I did that with Amco, an usher Concerts you know, at concerts. Usana with the beer
0: company. Yep. I fucking loved it. Delta Center, Free,
1: Usana, just slinging beer, Dos Energy. Yep, uh, Salter. Um, I mean, there's there's tons of places that I've worked for event staff, and that's literally one of my favorite jobs to do. You know, I actually currently do that every now and then for you know raves and concerts and stuff because I enjoy people. I enjoy like being part of like an event because there's some kind of energy that comes yeah, from that for you know, sure. coming together. Like hey, like we're it in even, charge of this place. Yeah,
0: and at that point in time, it, it really doesn't feel like work, even though that you're doing like, like when I was. That's true. At the concert place, yeah. I had just rolling in these kegs of beer to places that needed a refill. I was working, but I was around awesome people. Number one joke: Hey, just leave that keg with me. It's okay. I'm like, sorry, sorry, buddy. You're gonna have to pay nine to ten dollars per cup. Sorry. Twelve. <laughs> but then uh, just being there, and it's a concerts going on and so i just sit at the concert and i have my walkie and like hey hey." Hey, dude you you don't need to do the
2: sound it does (sighs) it on that that was a lot of fun that's
0: the last time
2: (laughs) sorry Um,
1: but yeah that uh, the the staffing um at events i i think i that's something i'll probably do forever um it's just a good environment um there's something about just taking care of people like if You know, fights happen. You know, drunk guys going at it. Like, you either have to handle it with force. Drunk people are fun. (laughs) Yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna talk about that. Like at the Delta Center, that's a fun one when you're like having to watch the crowd, and then you just start seeing these drunk people start fighting, sliding down the stairs. But um, another one is uh, Nicholas and Company. That was a fun one because I was a picker. We have like a, a automatic pallet jacks that you'd kind of stand on and ride. Those are so much fucking fun, They're dude. They're so much fun.
0: My last job, I got to mob on those. Yeah, so much fun, dude. I got.
1: I'm a pro. Yep, yep. Yeah, so buddy. that that job, you basically get like a like a like a list of an order. You have to go in and out of the aisles and you pick, you know, what it is, and then like throughout like the time there, you you realize, like, hey, I need to start at this aisle and then go to this aisle because everybody starts at one aisle, right? The way it is, like, you pick up all the heavy stuff first.
0: You know how it is because of the way it is. <laughs> exactly. So you,
1: you, you eventually figure out, like, hey, like, everyone's going to be in this aisle. You're trying – and it's piece rate. Right? So it's piece rate. Right? So you – the more – the more efficient that the you more are in picking pick, these orders the more you make
0: the more you pick the more orders you have and the faster you go
1: so the way you set up your pallet you you go to different aisles to where no one's at you pick like 95% of your order before the rest of them are even out of the right. first aisle and then you set up your pallet to where it's like hey like I'm going to pick everything but leave this spot for all the heavy bags of flour and sugar and all that stuff and then you hit that at the end and that's kind of how like so I excelled really well there because the number one thing is like quality. So if you pick an order and there's something missing or you picked the wrong thing, right? Like you basically get a demerit. Like, oh, demerit. what kind of sits. school is this? Yeah, <laughs> you do, you don't you don't move up in <laughs> the, the ranks office and 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 get more money. So cool. um, at like the number one thing, I I prom- I was like I'm gonna be the most like quality efficient. Mm-hmm. And so I never made a mistake, I never had a bad order. So I got moved to bulk very fast. Now bulk, basically like a pallet of water. Right? So you mm-hmm. think like or a, a pallet like, of meat. Yep, like <laughs> a case of water. So each each case is a piece. So if you if you go to bulk and you pick bulk, you basically just have a forklift guy pull down your pallet and you scan that pallet money that's, that's like 43 pieces in two seconds damn so once i got moved to bulk i moved up like to 45 dollars an hour it was insane too bad you so were on <laughs> some sauce yeah that was that was during my dark times obviously i was you really were, good at that at job. This, dude that
0: would have that was the that's the job you should have
1: stayed
3: at
0: yep i wish i should have
1: wish i could have but
0: making that money money
1: i ruined things,
0: but But anyway, my full circle, you're doing great now.
1: I know. Yeah. Which brings me to my last job, um, and current job and my favorite job I've ever had. And, you know, Nick kind of went in on it. Uh, It's a, it's a great place to be. He was on the financial side of it in the office and I'm in the manufacturing supply chain side. Yeah. You know, making some really cool things, you know, that are gold and, you know, dealing with, you know, diamonds and gems and stones and
0: speaking of which I need you to look at um an earring i bought in thailand to see if you can maybe fix it's
1: some parts hundred percent a hundred percent yeah you bet it's Mm -hmm. it's just a it's a fun place to work you know you take a piece of metal and you turn it into something really pretty and you know make someone's day and the culture there is bar none the best ever and you know companies outside of our company hire us to make their culture like our culture so that, that has something to say about it. So I have nothing bad to say about the place that I'm at now, and I've been there longer than I've been at any other job. so Yeah, yeah. Here's, oh,
0: I th- Here's something um, based on culture, just since we're talking about jobs. You know, culture. Richard Branson, I think, is the Virgin Virgin. He has a philosophy. He's like, treat your um, employees uh, and train them in a way. That if they leave, wait, hold on, I'm I'm fucking this up. I gotta get this right.
1: Nick, do you know it? In the in, I well, I did uh, a business presentations on him. Give it me. when I I did a business presentations, uh, for like customer service, and it was almost like take care of your employees so they in turn take care of the customers. Oh, it's it, it just back. flows that it's way.
0: Like, here it is. It's like train your employees good and treat them in a way that if they leave your company, that they'll make. Uh, that they will progress and, um, do better at wherever they go, but treat them in a way that they'll never have to leave your company. Mm -hmm. So basically train them in a way that they'll be successful outside if they leave, but treat them in a way that they don't have to leave ever. Yeah. And I think that that's what a lot of uh, companies nowadays tend to forget that they, they focus so much on numbers, they focus so much on productivity that they forget that they're human beings. So when you talk about culture, if you train them and get them in a good spot to progress and be successful outside of your company, don't forget to treat them in a way that they don't have to leave. Like, don't make their life a living hell. Like, make somebody feel like they get to go to work in the morning rather than having to go to
2: work in the morning. That's how I feel. It's pretty and great. sometimes in jobs you feel all of that at the same job at times there's there's times where you're just like ready to go and there's also times where you're like man i really don't want to go to work and it it could be the exact same job just there's a lot of things that kind of play into that mm-hmm.
1: yeah i'll tell you like my my worst job i've ever had was tying rebar oh no thanks <laughs> sounds like a Dude. blasty blast so like First of get all, you game. get like blisters everywhere and then it's just it's just a grueling, hard, heavy, just not not fun. <laughs> yeah. Not fun at all.
2: Zero fun, sir. Zero
1: fun, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but about to teach you about how much fun you're gonna have this
2: season. Yep,
1: yeah, exactly. Jay, do you have any stories about being a nurse?
2: I have quite a bit. And I'll I'll just share um some because we are gonna do those episodes where we focus on a specific brother mm-hmm. and, and i can get a we little can bit delve more into it. i can get a little bit more into that so i'm only going to share a couple things cuz i want to be able to have content for that um, let's hear it, buddy something so first of all in when it comes to nursing and especially in general probably the bad or the not so fun part of nursing is just short staff being short staffed um, especially like Here in Utah, a lot of the companies don't allow a union or they just kind of shy away from that. Um, So you're talking where sometimes there's been times at night where I've had six and seven patients for one nurse. And you're talking not the easy walkie-talkie type patients. And when I say walkie-talkie, I'm talking about those that can get up and go to the bathroom themselves, you know? And
0: or their care is like, oh, you you're not feeling too good. Here's here's, a pill. Right. Yeah. Sleep. So then you don't.
2: Our type of patients that we take care of Mm -hmm. are extremely sick, and a lot of them need help getting up. A lot of them can't get up, so you're cleaning them up in bed. So you're talking one one nurse to seven, and probably five of those seven, sometimes six of those seven, are very hard and difficult patients. So it makes it for a very hard work environment. Um, and you just get stressed. You get a little angry. Um, but then what's great about where I work is I just love the people that I work with. And the reason is we just we just work so well together, and especially in the times of where we have codes. And when I say a code, is like when someone's starting to deteriorate and get super sick um, whether they their heart has stopped or they stop breathing it could be before that where we call what's called a rapid response and you're just trying to stable them or get them stabilized enough that either one you don't have to transfer off and usually you are having to transfer them off the floor to the ICU but like when it's code blue time and it's it's uh, time to go like you got to start doing CPR and doing all that stuff
0: You know, that's the scary thing. Just talking about that, it's, I think I briefly made mention that I had aspirations of, you know, kind of following in Jay's footsteps, but then that whole like dark resonance that when shit hits the fan that it gets real and you like watch these shows about like these medical shows and you can see that everything like it's fun. They have like comedic areas and like humor, and all of a sudden, oh yeah, there's definitely lots the, of humor. Then you hear the beep 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 beep, and then it just turns like on a dime, and they have to go save somebody's life. I think that, like, when that happens, Jay, like, what is your initial like response? Is it was is it just like second nature to like go into save it's go mode? Time. Like, wow.
1: it's just it's, it seem it, it would be Adrenaline. terrifying <laughs> to me. It would be really fun to see you in action, like a job shadow. <laughs> yeah, you should hey. mic up one day. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very dirty episode for the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and dirty in many, many different ways. Right, so CNA coding, like,
0: that's where we left off. I just wanted to kind of go into that because no, I remember just seeing... You,
2: you hear this, the alarm go off, which is the code blue alarm, and it is immediate go time and you just go in and you just jump into whatever spot you need to and then what I was getting to is our the people I work with we work so well together that it's that a code blue is like second nature and so we're just there helping each other out it runs very smoothly and what happens though is it's not like the tv shows where you do cpr they come back to life and they walk, you know, they walk out like, it's just, it's not like that. It's, yeah.
0: it's a constant battle. I would assume it's just back to back. Well, it's crazy. not even like
2: that. What I was getting to is probably 98% of the times that you're having to do compressions and all that stuff, 98% of the time that patient dies that night, whether they die because you call the code off that, you, that they're like, okay, we got one more cycle and if nothing happens, we're, we're calling it. Or you get a heartbeat back. And you get them down to the ICU, and then later on that night, they pass away. So I would say like 98% of the time, the patients are passing away.
0: Mm. I have a question on that. Has there ever been an instance where there's been more than one code at the same time?
2: Yes, um, uh, and it's actually happened maybe three times over the last year on our floor where two separate patients have needed um, resuscitation. Uh, or either resuscitation or extra care at that time, whether it's a rapid response or a code blue at the same time and so you just have to like you, as a floor you just have to you go here split you up, go here and yeah. you just go and and there's mm-hmm. a lot of people on the floor at that time cuz yeah when a code is called a code team comes up to the floor so that includes like CNAs, nurses, supervisors, doctors and then other doctors come you're talking 20 to 30 people are coming up for one code wow so think about it, if like two, two is going at the same time, it's just a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. and so you have to, the charge nurse is the person that's supposed to like tell who should go in and who should stay out. And then if you're out, you're just kind of hanging there in case, hey, I need this, and we don't have one in the, in the room. And you run to get supplies and you bring them to the, to the room. And so, but a lot of times I run in and I do. Compressions. I'm. I'm. A lot of times I'm going in, and that's where I.
0: I need I, an oxygen bag, stat. <laughs> but yeah, I go stat. in.
2: Sixty cc's. I love just jumping in and doing compressions, and awesome. then I'm is always talking alive? to people. <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh-huh. it is. Uh-huh. And it every is. time I'm Stayin doing alive. compressions, that's what. It, that's what's in my brain. Really? Yep. Every single first, time. I was afraid. I was not. Afraid. Not that one. That's a little slow. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Bee Gees. Well, yeah. and a, kind of a cool story. So there was one time. Where we had um, a patient that was in what's called torsades. So torsades is a shockable rhythm. It's like it's going all over the place. Like if you were to put it on the monitor, the heart is just like freaking out. Mm-hmm. So the only time that you don't shock a heart when it's a straight line, when it's asystole is what it's called. Because mm-hmm. in the in the TV shows, you see them go flat line, and they're shocking the patient, right? You don't do that because it's what not, it's not We've gonna... been
0: lied to our whole fucking life. Yeah.
2: It doesn't wow. it doesn't do
0: anything. When that happens, is that call it dead? No. Compressions. You, that's
2: just compressions. You just do compressions until you get Bring some type heart of a rhythm. Rhythm. where and any type of rhythm. So if it's a freak out rhythm, it could be one where we where we shock it. Shock them. it back into it. But a rhythm. straight line, a flat line, you don't shock. It's not gonna it's yeah. not gonna do anything. So in the in the T V shows and the movies, that they're Clear. always they're always shocking when it's a flat line. You don't do that. Hmm. But anyways, like torsades going like nuts so we in that code there were probably of the eight or nine people that did compressions there were probably seven of them that had never done compressions before so it was really cool for me i had already done compressions so i was in the line doing compressions and then i would i would be there kind of coaching not coaching step by step but if they were going too slow or too fast or not deep enough you just tell them go deeper or release a little bit more or go a little bit quicker and mm. and so there was one time that, like a medical student was in there and it was his first time doing compressions too and it was adrenaline like he would have like his arms out in front of him a little bit and trying to do like um, compressions without getting mm. the shoulders above the Above the patient and above your hands. Say it with your chest. And so I would say, hey, you got to get up, you got to get above the patient. You got to go a little bit deeper, and you're just coaching him. And then at the end, and so you don't know sometimes how they're going to take your your corrections. Because so what I did is I pulled them aside at the end. I said, I want you to know that by you listening, that was a great job. Like you listening to us and us coaching. I want you to always never feel. And I felt super comfortable as a nurse telling this medical student this. I said, don't ever take things personal when it comes to a code. Everybody's working together. We're trying to make sure that everything's done in a perfect manner. And he uh, said, thank you so much for helping me out. Cause it was my first time. And I said, you did a great job. Once we made the corrections, you, were, you had great compressions. Mm-hmm. And what was cool about this patient is because he was in torsal, So you do two minutes worth of compressions in cpr you're giving oxygen and you're doing continual compressions for two minutes and then the aed checks so every time the aed was checking he was still in torsades so we were shocking the patient every two minutes and this is the first time that finally we were able to to shock patients and we did that four times but it was the last he, they're like this is the last sequence and if if we don't get a good rhythm back we're going to call it and I was the last guy doing compressions on this cycle and in my brain I'm like you're fucking gonna live go like in my brain (laughs) yeah (laughs) and my my friend was a charge nurse and as soon as I finished she's like I got a pulse because in torsage you don't have a pulse oh you because it's just going nuts like there's no like where you steady rhythm yeah you can't feel it there's no pump yeah. Wow. So she's like I Does got a it, pulse. and so is we hurt me
0: or I'm like on the edge of your seat <laughs> listening
2: <laughs> my to My butt me. hurts. Dude I Jay's episode's gonna do, be great. My episode I'm gonna have a lot of these. But as soon as she said that, we rushed him to the ICU. And he walked out of the hospital two days later. No no complications, nothing. Wow. Awesome. And what had caused that is he actually took a medication. That put him in torsades. It's a medication that's like a cardiac med, uh-huh. and that's one of the side effects that can happen is torsades. Wow. So he was actually walking Fuck. around. He was walking around the unit right before this happened, and as soon as he got into his room, he like right freaking did torsades. yeah, crazy dude. Wow. Crazy. So you, I, I do, have go
1: awesome. Ahead. Go ahead. You said there are like eight of you doing compressions. So do you take breaks because you're putting your everything into you're it? And trying, you get tired.
2: So you're trying to last the two minutes, and a lot of times you're not able to. As it gets further into the code, yeah. Sometimes you can't. So what you do, you say, "Hey, I need, I need a, I need someone to to switch. I need over. to switch out. Yeah. Yeah. So Couple. you're going, you're going, so and then you like three, two, one, go, and the next person is, and it's almost you don't. You don't even it's skip. like it didn't even skip. It's it didn't when even you skip. come off and yep. they go down. And they're right in. Yeah.
1: That's
0: what all that school and training's about. Dude, cool. it's sick. Dude. It's awesome. It's awesome. Do it's you, awesome. you remember the first time that you had to do that? Do compressions? Yeah. And how
2: did it feel? And like, what was your... like? So I've actually never been... I've done tons of compressions. But I've never been the first person to do compressions. What
0: I mean is like your first experience... like. I'm actually yeah. Doing I was a this. CNA.
2: I was a CNA and jumped right in. And mm. but so the only time that it doesn't feel like the mannequin is the first person that does compressions, because the first person when they do compressions, you're you're half to crack crack the ribs. It's just it just is that's how it has to happen. Because in order to hit that heart, you got to get through the rib cage. So <sighs> the very first person feels all I'm the cracks.
0: Just, I'm just thinking about like if i had to get cpr done and then like when i'm
2: getting out of the hospital I'm like fuck it hurts. oh yeah <laughs> they're in, it, so like they break ribs so so the the, the the i would say the 2% that actually um come back and have no complications and are just kind of talk, talking they walk to you away after with some rib they breaking. have lots of pain wow but um but, yeah, I've never been that first person. But once that first person is done, it feels exactly like a mannequin. So it's super easy to just like poof, poof, poof And it's crazy. Staying alive. If you this – is, this is what a lot of people don't understand. Um, and I'll probably get into this a little bit in my episode because it's very difficult for people that are not in the medical field to understand a lot of times where patients should and should not be like – able to have us do compressions because if you actually your 90 year old frail grandma who's chronically ill and you're and you're, she's a full code which means we're, we do compressions we intubate and do all that stuff if you actually saw what we do and what is going on as we're doing compressions you might be mortified because it is it is not it's not a pretty sight to see when we're going, when we're like th- pounding on somebody's chest to try to keep them alive, and so a lot of times, yeah, so it's it looks like, violent. Yeah, so it's like a good and bad thing when family is there because a lot of times what'll happen because if so, nobody's there, we may work on somebody like that for forty-five minutes. If family is there and is seeing it happen, a lot of times they'll, the doctor will go over and say like, you know, we can continue doing this as long as you want us to do it. Do you want us to continue or do you want us to stop? And they'll do that probably 10 or 15 minutes into it instead of if nobody's there, we're doing it for 45 because it it is a violent thing. It really is. Like David said, it's perfect.
1: You would think that the family would get shooed out like, oh, we don't need, we need enough bodies in here to help with this. You get like,
2: no. So there are some freak out families and I'll probably get into some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, But a lot of times they'll be like, no, you can stop because it is we're not doing compressions most of the time on younger people. We do do it and those are the hard ones and I'll get into some of those stories. Yeah. Um, what I'm excited to future. ask about
0: is the the psychiatric type patients where they're just not in their right mind and I, I want to hear the crazy. I thing. have s- be- I have some of those yeah. too. I'm, I'm excited for in that. In fact,
2: we could probably do my episode coming up soon. Um, and kind of, and it may be more than one episode. You know, it's it's hard to say because well, our lives, so many, like yeah, our lives are getting. Your
0: profession is one of the ones that everybody is scared of, but in tr- super intrigued mm-hmm. because we all go to work and stuff, and every once in a while we go to the doctor. But when you go to the hospital on an emergency, you always wonder what. The Process what things what are like. Deal with all right. what's Yeah. The, what's the behind the curtains? It's kind of like the the dirty jobs, right? Where he goes and they actually go in depth about certain things and talk about. Here's some of the stigmatics, stigma and the taboo and right. It's 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 really interesting to hear these things, which is why I asked you. Do you remember the first time you had to do? Right. Because in my mind, in lifeguarding, we're taught to do that. But what lifeguard is really going to? I mean. It happens, but right. you don't know it. I mean,
2: I've had to pull people out. of I the pool. almost, I almost had to do yeah, CPR for, on Seth. Yeah, almost. But I, I mean, I was, I was trained I was to do a Case
1: it. of it, I drowned. Someone did it yep. when I was younger.
0: Well, I was, it's I was, crazy, I, was I was, I was trained for doing it. Right, but then never got that opportunity. That's when I was like, "What was it like so the first time?" My
1: like, uh, yeah, uh, when uh, I was a I CNA,
2: don't know what I'm doing. I wasn't. Crazy. I, I know wasn't what
1: I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing. You I wasn't as
2: nervous. As when I was a nurse and it happened for the first time to my own patient. And I'll get into that, too. Because you're in, as a nurse, you're in charge of that patient. As a CNA, you're second-handedly. You like like, so responsible. You're yeah. an assistant so to I, the regional manager. I will, assistant I'll, regional I'll, manager. I'll <laughs> go into that stuff, too. But it's just such a fulfilling job. And even when we lose a patient like that, but we, do, we have a, you a do code everything that's you gone can. extremely well. Um, it has been like, it is super fulfilling. There's only been, I would say one instance of a code that I felt icky about that. We should, that we may have, or could have done a little bit more for the patient. And I could, if you guys make notes and can remember some of that stuff to ask, like it'll jog memories and I'll be able to talk about that stuff. But I have, I I have a feeling that my episode will be mostly just about my nursing stories and and good and the bad. and, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, I mean, I could go on for hours about it. It's it's a lot of fun and very fulfilling job.
1: It's it's really interesting to hear about your night. Whenever you'll you'll call me, I'll, how's your night going? Oh, well, I have this. I have this. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I I uh, <laughs> looked at chicken numbers. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I drove on a highway
0: right. for a few hours and then parked a the trailer. Different. That's about it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I feel like you have the most interesting job. Out of all of us,
2: well, it just comes with the territory. Has you know, mm-hmm. so it'll my episode might be a little fun because yeah. I'll be able to talk about a lot of a lot of that stuff. Why
0: did you put that in your ass, sir? <laughs> <laughs> That's an ER nurse. That's an ER nurse. I'm just fucking like I, I just, I just had to. That's crazy. It's funny.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I have some funny I have some funny stories too. But um, before anything, David, let's give it. Let's hear the thing of it is.
0: <laughs> Yay!
2: Thing of it
1: is, you're gonna learn.
0: Before I get into that, I know that uh, this episode, it's kind of been a real mix of, like, really fast explaining. And then there's been some times when we're going to depth and detail. Uh, we hope that it doesn't bore you because in in our minds, these are some things that affect us on our daily. And we just want to share what it is like. And people that are in the same professions or people that are in the same type of field, can attest or understand and we were we're happy that we can kind of open up the door into what we have to deal with on our everyday outside of the podcast so it's been very fun and there's just so much stuff that can be talked about
1: it gives us a chance to learn about each other too yeah i'm learning stuff like, about oh, yeah. you guys like, I, I love
0: it. it i talked to jay the other day and i was explaining to because he kind of knows that at i am because we talk to each other Oh, you have a double? Like, no, I never double because of this thing that happens. Oh, what happened? Like, I think I'm gonna save that <laughs> for the podcast. Right, and that was the forklift conundrum. It's always
2: it's always nice to kind of take get a, a hint into the work life of our brothers too, because just to check in and see how totally. things are going. So,
0: absolutely. But uh, anyways, the thing of it is, is this fact. It's just kind of funny and and uh, wild at the same time. But uh, we'll we'll go. Not into the realm of sex this time, but this one is Comets Smell Like Rotten Eggs. Comets. Sulfur? Sulfur? Methane? Let, let, just let, I'll, I'll explain. That's crazy. You ready? So, Comets Smell Like Rotten Play, Eggs. Boss. <laughs> A comet smells like rotten eggs, urine, burning matches, and almonds. Traces oh. of hydrogen, sulfide, ammonia sulfur dioxide, and hydrogen cyanide were all found in the makeup of the comet 67P- dash tr- That's a weird... Right. Churyumov-Jerasimenko. <laughs> found it they, out. I'm they going named, to assume the reason <laughs> they, why they didn't named after the person that found yeah, it. Yeah,
2: that's the person that, that found it. So huh. Promotional <laughs>
0: postcards were even commissioned in 2016 carrying the pungent scent of a Gross. comet. Gross! Nasty. So, I mean, as cool as they That's look, pungent. they smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, uh, pungent. Yeah. Comments? Why almonds?
1: It's a space peanut. <laughs> <laughs> I got the doo doo on me. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, man.
0: But, yeah, interesting fact for you there, bud. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Go ahead and close. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I, don't, I, gotta, I don't know what to do with my hands. He doesn't know face, what to so. do with his
2: hands. We're just. Once again, we're super grateful for everybody that listens to our our um, stories. It's been really fun to talk about our jobs, and and we all have even more stories to get into. And that's why we do want to do our, our brother episodes, where it's just kind of a focus, and it gives us an opportunity to ask even more questions. But we're super grateful for you to sit through and to listen and to listen to our stories and some funny, some... Maybe not so fun to listen to it, just but that's just who we are and kind of what we're what we've been about. So we think we think everybody who takes their time and listens to us and please um, visit uh, TikTok and we love you all and YouTube and and all fucking and love especially you especially Instagram. Nick does a good job um, keeping Instagram going, and I think Jordan posts on our Facebook. And so we're very grateful for everybody that takes their time out of their day to to support us. So thank
1: you for everybody. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Baby, I'm wasted. All I want to do is
0: drive home to you, baby.